And all of the feelings have information. Doubt has information. Anger has information. Fear has information. Inspiration, creativity, urgency, like exhaustion, all of it has information. And just like when you're detoured, you know, you, you may not know where you are, but like if there's only one exit open on the freeway, then that's the exit you got to fucking take. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, use our unique gifts to make a massive impact on the world, and let our souls finally take the stage. I'm bringing you all the nuggets of wisdom I've discovered on meditation, mindful business, and spirituality. I'll be connecting with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello and welcome to this very special episode. I am having on my good friend, Andy Scarborough. She was the very first interview I ever, 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 ever did on the podcast back on episode number two. And... I remember when I first started this podcast, she was a big part of my confidence in being able to do it and being able to speak my truth and being able to share the things that I deeply wanted to and was nervous about, felt, you know, all of those things when we jump into the deep end of doing something that's incredibly different and uncomfortable for us. And I can remember chatting with her on the phone. I reached out to her to have some mentoring sessions because Sometimes you need a friend and sometimes you need someone to wear the mentoring pants and be like, okay, give it to me straight. Don't try to make me feel good. Don't try to comfort me. Just, I need perspective. And she was that person for me to really help me break out of the limitations that I had. And I shared some really deep things with her and I had never met her in person, which was really funny, but I needed that space held for me to feel safe and and let things out. And what this has turned into is a beautiful friendship and relationship that we've grown right alongside each other in our inner and outer beauty work. Chatting with Andy is like reading a really good book that you just can't put down. She has so many analogies that you're just gonna love. She has a way of taking her spiritual psychology studies, all of her Reiki trainings and traveling around the world and absorbing all of this ancient wisdom into the most relatable stories and experiences that you can't help but feel like you completely relate to everything she's saying. So in this episode, we cover so much stuff. I have it in two episodes. So this first one, we're talking about adapting and taking detours in our lives and owning and honoring each and every one of the emotions that we go through and knowing that they're a part of the journey. They're a part of the path. They're not right or wrong. They're not good or bad. They just are. And learning how to move and dance within our lives while experiencing a full spectrum of feelings. So without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and play the episode. Check it out. If you love it, screenshot yourself listening to it, tag me and Andy, and let us know what you thought about the conversation. What'd you like? What do you wanna add? We'd love to hear from you. 
So tune out the outside world, plug in your headphones, and tune in with Andy Scarborough from Crownworks and myself. I know it's weird when you feel yourself actually sharing your energy across the ethers mm-hmm. because we're you know be, both being hairdressers we're so used to that intimate exchange of energy and so it's so close it's like here's my energy here's yours we're sharing it right here but sharing it across through time and space is so different it's, it requires us I think to be more I don't know more grounded or something so that we can can project like that's the projection I think Mm -hmm. that's the word it's like doing film where you can whisper right or doing theater where you have to like whisper from the diaphragm to hit the 40 seats back you know so it's that kind of different level of exertion and that's been a real learning curve for me yeah that's such a great analogy and it's kind of like different like we were talking about a little bit ago different people are suited for different roles like some mm-hmm. people might like thrive in theater they're just naturally like loud and they're like hey and then other people are like doing you know poetry on a on a stage and real quiet and subtle and calm and so them to project would be crazy and then like this person who's used to like screaming to the to the rafters is like how do i even tone it down like, it's not right? natural it's interesting it is. I mean, I love that conversation we were having a minute ago, too, just about, like, what what feeds us differently. And like I was sharing with you, divergence is, is the word that keeps coming up for me. And really, in that, just allowing, like, really allowing yourself to exhale into whatever your is-ness is. Um, yeah. I, I think that I think that more than ever there's a need to have a radical level of self-acceptance. Oh yeah. I mean radical and this is like we've been put we're, we are hotboxing our own interpersonal dynamics right now in, <laughs> in whatever format that is. Um, whether it's me alone or you with your family. And there's, of course, this like grass is always greener, right? Like, well, things would be easier right now if I had Mm -hmm. physical company, or you may be thinking things would be easier right now if I had some more time on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are all getting exactly the prescription that we need in order to confront the motivations for Mm -hmm. all of the decisions that we've really been making. And there's so much that's changing And I honestly, I don't know, talk about that theater thing. Like I wanna be able to have this billboard on and be like, this is me, this is what changed. And I don't don't know if it's gonna look like that. I really think that it, for for many of us, it may look pretty close to the same Mm -hmm. on, on the other side of this, but the entire internal relationship with it has gone through a, a remodel and a revolution. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's the sweetness of the surrender. It's like everything changes and nothing changes. It just, yeah. you just lean into it. It's like, you know, I'm I'm not going to stop being around my family. I've got to lean in. 
I'm not going to yeah. go be alone in a little treehouse. I mean, some days I'm like, oh, that sounds nice, Andy, up there in that treehouse. And then I'm like, that's not my reality. So why am I wishing that I was there instead of being where I am? There was a beautiful quote I found the other day, you know, on Pinterest land um, by Jim Rohn. And I wish I had like could remember because I'm probably going to butcher it. But it was about being where you are. Oh, God damn it. I'm going to butcher it. But it's something it was something about um, learning how to be where you are so that you can enjoy the journey or something. I don't know. I'll think of it later. I always do that. I gotta memorize no, and you'll set up in the middle of the night. You guys can just go look it up on Pinterest. But it's it was so good. But it was really about savoring the journey and being where you are, so that you don't have destination happiness. You're not wishing that you were somewhere else. You're not wishing that that you could be in a different place, so that you could finally be free or you could finally be happy. Oh yeah, and, the the toxic. I'll be happy when. Yeah. Right. So, if then. We're, yeah, we're really faced with that right now it's like can you find some peace for where you are can you find some happiness or joy where you are and it's difficult sometimes but when you look at what's around you and why it's there it's like oh huh. okay Let's well we're having all of the external metrics of enoughness taken away you know enough enough money to what enough social life to what enough you know what is what is enough and what is it for and i you know at the beginning of this there was so much fear and of course the runs on toilet paper you know and all of those things it's like but there's we were talking earlier too about vulnerability and and that at that moment of exposure like there's such a primal reaction to want to insulate and then there's this frantic again like the it felt to me that the first few weeks of this felt like getting rolled in a riptide and every time i thought i found my footing like it just rolled again mm -hmm. and the way that it rolled out literally rolled out here in california it's like there was some concern so we were ordering you know extra cleaning supplies and hepa filters for the salons and then immediately like whatever we had was just not enough not enough not enough mm -hmm. and and i think that that process that rolling goes on as long as you keep grabbing for enough yeah and as soon as you let go and just let yourself get rolled there's a tremendous freedom in that because you can't ever be prepared enough. You can't ever be polished enough. And, you know, in the in the social dynamic, that's literally like the wheels are coming off of now. You can't be popular enough or rich enough or, you know, informed enough or wise enough to outrun something like this or to be insulated against the vulnerability of something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is just, oh, I heard the greatest term yesterday called a, a life quake, which I just love, like a life quake. And, the, and we have all kinds of life quakes, right? So sometimes it's a personal loss, sometimes it's a whatever, but it's the thing that comes in like this that just shakes the foundation. Mm. And you can't ever be prepared enough for a life quake. 
when it happens, the impulse is to hold on tighter. And it's just, it takes every, for me, it has taken every ounce of every meditation, every book I've read, everything I've done, every tool and practice to keep reminding myself, oh no, when you want to hold on, let go more. When you want to hold on, let go more. When you feel naked and exposed, take something else off. Like how can you get softer into this? Um, and it happens for people in different, in different ways and different times I've shared with you before. Um, you know, the thing that, that quaked me first was the loss of my father like 10 years ago. And that was the first time I realized that there was no enoughness that could insulate against. Um, and right on the other side of the, the fear of that is a tremendous freedom, right? Like there was a lot of tension and a lot of getting rolled by waves. And then there was a lot of like, I don't know, it sort of felt like drunk dancing on the beach, right? Like just limp noodles. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, then fine, fuck it, whatever. whatever. Let, let it roll. <laughs> um, and I think that there's, there's a real dance too that we do um, between resignation and surrender. Mm. And my friend Rhonda Britton, who's a longtime client and a master like coach's coach, um, I loved this. She defined it as resignation is when you lose the spark. Surrender is where there's still like aliveness in you. So you're not laying like a like a limp starfish on the beach, right? Like you're dancing. You may be dancing like a noodle, but you're dancing. Yeah. Um, and I just I really loved that. So it's I've like been I've been trying to fire. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to find more of those moments. And it's it's been one moment to the next. That's all we can do, <laughs> really. Everything's changing so fast all the time. It makes you kind of realize how fast and how slow time goes, too, because I feel like my days have gone by really fast. I'm like, it's evening. That's odd. I haven't gotten out of bed yet. <laughs> weird um but at the same time it's just like uh time is slowed down and i feel like when time slows down like this that's when we have the opportunity to look at what's in front of us and i didn't feel like that at first i felt like everything was going really fast like you're saying it feels like you're stuck in that that riptide and you're just getting turned over and turned over and then i don't know somewhere around a week or two ago it started to just like I don't know maybe washed up on the shore like nah. <laughs> here we are we made it but now what um, and it just it just feels like it's slowed down enough to really see things for what they are and when we yeah. see things for what they are we have to make choices and I think that's where a lot of us are right now at least where I am is like yeah. oh here it all is and and now what what am I gonna choose and it's such a beautiful thing and a, and a painful thing and an exciting thing all at once when you when you know that change is happening, change is coming. Like I've heard a few people be like, oh, I can't wait to go back to my regular life. I can't wait to go back to normal. And I'm like, what does that look like for you? Because I don't, I don't see there being like a, 
the the way things were. It's not going to be normal. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be comfortable. <clears throat> well, I think the the first misunderstanding, like when our feet, when you wash up on shore and you touch solid mm-hmm. ground, like we expect to open our eyes and see the village we left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and we may be on a totally different shore. We may be on a totally different shore. Um, and, you know, I kind of hope we are. I think it would be such a waste of this process um, and the, the suffering of so many across the world if we tried to slingshot back into the same set of values and standards and crazy, brutal, mean expectations and standards we held against ourselves Mm -hmm. um, before this. It does, it does feel like a major detour. I was actually writing about detours this morning. It's funny. So you mentioned the path and the journey, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I feel like we've all had the the check engine light come on and smoke start coming out of the hood, mm-hmm. like going through the desert on the freeway when there's nothing in sight. Um, and so, you know, we know that there's magic in, in the scenic route and surprises and, you know, in the unexpected and the unknown is where miracles lie. And that's all a real, like, tr- it's truth. And it's a fun thing to mm-hmm. say and put on a Pinterest quote. And also, like, nobody's fucking excited about it when smoke is coming out of the hood, right? Nobody's like, yippee, let's take a total detour onto the, the from the life that I had worked so hard for and the journey that I'd come so far. Um, and that's okay. I think that's a big piece, just to be totally candid, that I've taken real issue with in some of the, the spiritual community in this process is this like, you have to hold the highest thought and you have to like, don't be angry and don't be sad and trust. And if you're afraid or you're doubtful, then your like vibe isn't high enough. And I just like, I think that's such a violence against the self and such Mm -hmm. a violence against our experience. Mm -hmm. When the truth is all of those feelings, like when you're in an area, when you're in this new desert, this uncharted territory, when you've washed up, When in crisis, yeah, when you've washed up on a foreign shore and there's no map, right? You are in uncharted territory. The only compass we have are our feelings. Mm -hmm. That's it. And all of the feelings have information. Doubt has information. Anger has information. Fear has information. Inspiration, creativity urgency, like exhaustion, all of it has information. And just like when you're detoured, you know, you you may not know where you are, but like if there's only one exit open on the freeway, then that's the exit you got to fucking take. And for so many of us right now, we're not talk about choice, right? Like we don't have the amount of choices available from the grocery store to what we can do with our career or what what we have in our daily experience. Um, but the way we relate to those choices, I think, is everything. Like, can we be curious about, well, what, what the hell is off this one open exit out here in the middle of nowhere? Mm-hmm. 
You know, do we go crawl back in the ocean because we don't recognize the shore? Or do we start poking around and seeing and seeing what's there? Yeah. And I think that a big part of that is just learning to ask the questions. Mm. Because it's a it is such a time where I mean, I'm not the most feelingy feeling person. You know me, like you do. You say <laughs> like, that. I disagree. I, I, I disagree am, totally. Okay, I am not as expressive all the time. I'm a little resistant to expressing my truest, truest feelings. Always, not always, but it's it, that is my natural reaction. Um, different strokes for different of, folks. You're an yeah. You're you're not an external feeler. That's okay. We can't all be. But learning, <laughs> but something that has helped me. So if you're like me. <laughs> is learning to ask those questions because I'll fear my natural response is like fear. And I'm like, okay, strategy, we're just going to get through this. Or I feel shame and I'm like, my natural reaction is to kind of push it away or put it away for later instead of like looking at it. Cause I know it's going to open up this whole box of like healing and, 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 and navigating and feeling, but asking questions has been really helpful for me when I start feeling that way, because I have felt every single one, one of the emotions that exists during this time. Full spectrum, right in the rainbow. It's, yeah. it's been fun. I'm like, this is different. My husband is like, oh, okay. I was like, I just need <laughs> emotional support. He's like, what do you mean I'm not supporting? I was like, no, emotional this time. Emotional support. <laughs> uh, we're all like, what does that mean? But it's been really interesting because it opened up this opportunity for me to start asking interesting questions to myself that I hadn't really asked. Like, where is that coming from? Yes, I feel afraid right now, but, but, but really why? And not, oh, well, there's a massive crisis, obviously. I'm like, but what's under that <clears throat> that's limiting me from feeling um, like this this pure trust that in knowing that everything, everything that I, the things that I know I'm going to be taken care of. I know that I'm going to be guided. I know that, that, um, things are going to work out the way that they have to work out, you know, like trusting that, trusting that. And, um, instead I was like starting to feel those real feelings that we all do as humans, but me, I'm like, Hmm, why am I feeling that? Where is that coming from? And, for me at least it's it's been a really beautiful time but also it it's been very deep because <clears throat> when you start asking those questions you start getting answers and when you start getting and answers we go yeah <laughs> when you start getting answers then you have to start making choices all leads back to this choice spectrum like okay well what am i going to choose to do with that am i going to you know let it go well how do i let it go am i going to act on this? Am I going to have a conversation with someone? Am I going to share this? Am I going to, you know, and I think that a lot of people are, are in that space right now. It's like, and because we're only on the ethers right now, like through the internet, through social media, through zoom, whatever, it's like, how do I express myself now? Like, I don't have a hair picture for your hairdresser to put up on Instagram. I don't have my regular scheduled routine that I'm sharing. How do I share? And what does that look like? And should I share from right now? And should I share from something I've learned? And, you know, navigating that has been really interesting. Um, an interesting thing. What do you think? 
I mean, I love, I love that because again, it's, we're navigating without a map. So there's nothing to do but experiment. Mm -hmm. And I think the real gift, the real leader, the aspect of ourselves that comes forward here when all we have are questions is the, you know, and I, this is the way I relate to spirit or God or however you want to identify that. But as the endlessly amused parent who will just keep asking, right? Or keep sitting with or keep observing. It's like, have you, have either of your kids ever been talking in their sleep? And you'll egg them on and be like, oh, yeah, and what else? And <laughs> yeah. then what? Oh, that's and the then what? Game. <laughs> it's the best. And you sit like that the whole time, right? You're like, oh, yeah. and then what? And tell me more. And what else? <laughs> and when we start to engage with those emotions when they come up from that kind of like playful, observant, inquisitive place, like, oh, you're ashamed. Wow. Okay. Where does that come from? Tell me more. And what happens then? Oh, and you're like rejected from your community. And then what? And tell me more. And what happens then? <laughs> um, and it becomes this way of, of relating to the, the uncharted territory in a way mm -hmm. that maps. It's like we're, we're putting down pins, right? Mm -hmm. in, the, in this new terrain in a really neutral way. Because so much of the stuff that's coming off of us right now and showing up in these, you know, what we would perceive as negative emotions are really just these old stories and patterns mm -hmm. that literally feel to me like having money from another country, right? Mm -hmm. Where like it had some value there. It was good for something there. And on this new shore in this new land, it just doesn't hold any value. And so it's scary to have this pile of paper that used to supply so much for you taken away. But at the same time, it just doesn't hold any value here. So you've got to learn the new land and learn what's of value in this new way. Mm. Where do you come up with all these things? I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I, don't. I, could not, I could not take credit for it. Okay, that's great. No, I, I, I have no idea. I'm like, let's have a story time with Andy where she gives us <laughs> only analogies. Oh my God. Do you remember the sidebar? sidebar? Um, oh, I'm my, recording this, by the way. I totally just like started oh. recording it and never was like, hey, Andy's on right now. What's up? Oh, awesome. Um, do you remember <laughs> the movie Empire Records? Yes, I do. But I don't know oh that I would gosh. remember quotes because I can't even remember a fucking Pinterest quote to save my life. Oh, so it's like my favorite. Well, it's my favorite movie of all time. It literally was one of those like Empire Records in the Last Unicorn. I really feel like shaped a lot of my philosophy about the world. FYI. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's this this great line in it. And you can find it in the GIF. I'll send it to you. But it's like you know. Rich, like, where'd you come up with that thought? And he's like, who knows, who knows where thoughts come from? They just like appear, they just appear. <laughs> who knows where thoughts come from? Um, and it's, I mean, it's the same with all of this, right? Like inclination and, and inspiration and intuition and even upset. And I think, you know, if we can look at like, we look at divine and aligned and a gift 
um, an affirmation that we're on the right track if we have like an inspiration to launch a podcast or to make a product or to launch a service or have something sh to share that we know is going to be like it just feels like a home run and we don't recognize the things that we have perceived to be as negative experiences as just as divine mm -hmm. so part of like part of my personal mantra every day is you know, I am I am wise enough to say that I that I don't know. I am strong enough to let myself be course corrected. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you're absolutely right. You know, when we're working with intuition, I often tell people like, don't ask if you don't want the answer, mm -hmm. right? Because once you hear it and you have that information, then you it lives inside. Yeah, you can't unknow it, and it lives inside the body. Mm -hmm. And we may try to crawl over it, you know, just like that road closure sign on the on the highway and just barrel past it. But it doesn't actually clear the road, mm -hmm. right? That blockage is still there. And that's where we can really get into dis-ease in the body. And that can show up as anxiety. It can show up as digestive issues. It can show up as a whole slew of other health things. And don't even get me on the tangent of like, the lungs and grief and worthiness and on the spiritual level of like what all of this is clearing for us in the collective. Mm -hmm. um, so denying those aspects doesn't make them go away. Um, and once you have that information, there is choice because once you know, like, oh, that actually hurts me, you know, when I subscribe to that, when I tell myself that I have no value if I'm not sharing on Instagram every day, or that I'm useless if I'm not producing income for my family. Um, and we feel the way that feels in the body and then we choose to blow past it. That's like that, that's not gonna work anymore. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kel, I went down the rabbit hole. I'm like, okay, here we are. Whew. I don't even know where we've been. I feel like I'm, <laughs> we're on a... <laughs> oh, I love that about there. time with you. It's so good. I love that. What else should we talk about? We didn't plan what? anything. We just wanted to come on here and talk to all of you and just jam out. And just gab we were talking for like a half an hour and I was like, I should fucking press play on this because it's all really good. <laughs> um, I know you just trust whatever, whatever's meant to come forward, comes forward. What's Always. the most, what's the most important thing that you have learned about yourself during this time away from regular routine? Oh, A great question. You know, there were so many things. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the, first of all, a couple of things. This is the longest I have not worked yeah. in my entire life. Yeah, me too. Like I've had, I've had a job since I was 15 and been responsible for my own like personal income and livelihood since I was 16. And the longest time off I've ever had was I think 
15 or 16 days, um, which felt great. And it, it wasn't like there was something missing for me. But interestingly enough, this year, I, I was really calling in, like the last couple of years, the idea of a sabbatical really came mm -hmm. in. Um, and I wanted to go to Ireland or Scotland, maybe. I've got some like lineage stuff I wanted to work on there and uh, spend like it felt like I need like this is going to have to be like six weeks. I think I'm going to have to be gone because it's going to take me that long, I think, to learn how to decompress. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, you ask for things and then you've got to let go of how they show up. So here I am uh, in gorgeous Topanga Canyon that looks like Ireland. I mean, it looks like a fairy forest right now. Um, and getting the opportunity to learn how to rest. Mm -hmm. And of course, when I when I started this this time, I was like, okay, you know, I've got my novel I'm gonna finish. If I don't finish it, all these terrible things I was saying, if you don't finish it now, you're never gonna finish it. You know, all of these these rules that I did. And and a few weeks in I, I really dropped in and I said, Okay, when this completes, what will you regret the most not doing? And the thing that came forward so resoundingly was rest. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I have learned, I am learning, I have not learned, I am learning how to really rest and not rest in a way that I'm like binge watching on the couch while making a to-do list of all of the things that I need to do, which is, which is my usual MO. Um, but truly, truly resting, um, and, and having my coffee and chatting with the birds and not feeling guilty that I'm, that I'm doing this and I don't have children to take care of, you know, um, resting without comparison to someone else's version of rest. That's been a big one for me. Yeah, I feel that too. I, there was a streak there for where I was sleeping into like 10 a.m., which is very, very unusual for me because, well, I have children and I'm normally up before them to get them ready for school and get breakfast and make lunches and then start my day and get myself dressed. So I'm just used to that like responsibility of like, things I need to do immediately upon waking and during that time of like summer and then going back to school for the kids last year I really started to drift away from my some of my my practices and rituals that were very sacred to me and got me to a very expansive place where I was maybe last year or a year and a half ago like very I felt super relaxed a lot of the time. And then somewhere around there of all the shifting and changing, I slipped into a new normal, which was, eh, I'll get to my meditation later. Uh, you know what? I'll take off my makeup, you know, whatever. Just like skipping over things that I at one time um, held very special. And during this time, I started to realize that that I needed to get back to that. Like I needed to get back to sitting. I was sitting for a minimum 20, 20 minutes a day, which for some people are like, oh, whoa. But for me, like I have such an active mind and like I need that. 
and I started to dismiss it and replace it with other things of giving and like giving and giving and giving and to the point where I'm just like giving everything away I was like leaking energy left and right and I'm like looked at myself in the mirror one day and I was like oh my god I started getting gray hair and which is fine I don't even care but I'm like these are signs like telling me to slow down like literally speeding up my aging process because I'm like like my nerves feel my nerves felt shot and kind of edgy and a little bit reactive and snippy and so I just took some time to sleep in and start getting into a practice and it feels so good I feel so relaxed and I've had to make some very difficult decisions in the last like week or so and they feel I feel like they are, they are difficult decisions to make, but I feel not reactive about it at all. It's like, okay, you know, it's like, okay, okay, okay. And I think that for me, that was really important to just slow down, like slow down. I'm like, thank you that Taurus season happened during this. I'm like, yay. <laughs> um, yeah. Like just really this last week been like so okay with being slow it was like a process of getting slower and slower and slower and now i'm just like this is fine um and in michigan we don't we can't even reopen our physical location until may 15th so far so i'm like i've got another over two weeks to just still be doing this um and I really hope that I can carry that energy forward. Like I know I'm gonna have more tasks on my plate and know that there's gonna be a shift where there's gonna be more things to do because more people are gonna be doing things and attending events and you know, whatever. Life will somewhat get more integrated into a give and take kind of thing. But doing it in a slow way, doing it in a relaxed yeah. way. I, I really, I really resonate with that, all of that. Um, you know, it's interesting because we talk about like the slowdown and coming to stillness and like looking for contentment and all of those things. And on a physiological level, you know, that's homeostasis, right? It's like, it's, it's our energy system being an idle, being in neutral. And that state of on like non-arousal, right? On a, on a physical level means neither upset or joyful. And I think that people can look, it's often, neutrality is often viewed as a negative experience. Like, oh, it's inertia. Oh, I'm unmotivated. Oh, I'm Mm -hmm. lazy. Oh, I'm whatever. Um, But this is really, I think we're getting the sensorial experience of what neutral really feels like. And I'll be honest, I'm, I'm really nervous about the integration on the other side of this um, on, a, on a sort of psychic empathic level. I think I had not realized, um, I don't know, like, like anything that you're eating or doing or a habit that you have that's hard on your body, like our bodies are so amazingly adaptable and tolerant and they work so hard for us. And as soon as you let off of it a little bit and let it heal, when you go back and reintroduce that, you know, stimulus or toxin or whatever it is, the body's like, whoa, now, hey, like, the system's very sensitive now. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm aware of that. I, I travel down, it's like 25 minutes into Santa Monica and I check on the shop on Mondays and just like, there's a point in turning in into town now where I physically feel the frenetic energy mm-hmm. of the city. And I'm just so in, like amazed at how sensitive my system really is. Mm-hmm. now that I've given it a chance and kind of wiped everything else off the board. Mm-hmm. So again, kind of like that information that comes in when you ask, right? Like moving forward, I can't pretend I don't know anymore how sensitive I actually am. And I think that there's going to be, you know, that frenetic energy is going to happen. There's going to be people who do desperately want to just get back to the way things were and almost like pump pump the gas on the on-ramp, you know, to plan and make up for lost time and, you know, produce extra to make up for. And really giving myself permission, probably like this year, I think my mantra is gonna be move at half speed. I hope you enjoyed part one, episode number 70 of Andy and I's conversation. Tune in to episode number 71 to finish this conversation all about moving slower and more mindfully into the new paradigm so that we can shift gears and live a life that feels more peaceful, energetically pleasing, and healthy for our new lives as we integrate into this new world. See you on episode number 71.